look, I know we don't normally do this, but, um, have a chat and stuff before we start the show, but honestly, we're all in a bit of a flap here. It's usually quite calm in Studio 5, but I don't think we're ready to start yet. We've just installed a new app, and it's got a list of all the places that have to close at 10 o'clock from today. Do you know, I think we're worried that we'll actually get everything done before curfew, especially this green room week. <laughs> the rest of the team are scanning the document, looking for loopholes. So I thought I'd just come and stand in front of the curtain, as it were, just to let you know that we haven't forgotten it's Thursday and we're not having any more technical difficulties than usual. We're just working out what we might have to take out of the show. I've started on a list of things we could take out that will bring the length of the show down to a manageable length. Um, let me see. Um Dead Meat GF's Boob Contemplation Hour. Yep, better take that one out again. Flossie's Cursatorium, where she's remotely teaching pirates to swear. Mm, don't know well, if we get that one in before the watershed. No, no. And don't ask Lithobreaker what he's been doing all week. Okay, yeah, plenty of time saved there. Hang on. What? We found something. Yeah, it's only certain specific places that have to obey the curfew. Such as? Plus, is serving alcohol. The good news is that I've taken care of that little problem. And where else for the curfew? Uh, places of entertainment. We're saved! Quick, let's get on with it! Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Studio 5 here at Hutton Orbital. We're hoping we've banished the gremlins from last week. And put our teeth back in. I'll have you know, these are all original. That's why you use varnish on them, right? We're not all here, but we've got Rudy, the apology officer, the Balzac and the Hot Pit Report. We'll be having a good rogering from our guest presenter. And me, I'm here too, just helping for the mug. Roger here. Roger that. Over and out. Time for the headlines. Ranking, ranting after hanky, hanky, panky. Mr. Washy does the dirty. Large pad leaves locals livid. Desperation's what you need if you want to be a record breaker. Noctis coining it. All your trophy are belong to us. Mad Monk Selection Funk. And all the rest from the Hot Pit Report. Plus, I've stuck my nose into the warm parts of the community. There was panic this week when yet another of King Hanky's clones, I always want to say King Hangy, don't know why, reached Triple Elite and the Pilots Federation Elite Awards Department realised that they were all used up. There were no elites left in the bucket. 
Hanky's DNA doppelgangers had cornered the market in elite rankings, creating an immediate backlog of applications. Quick as a flash, the Pilots' Federation issued a notice saying that you will now need a permit to get an elite ranking, and that only pilots who have an elite ranking can apply for the permit. The ensuing Catch-22 paradox bamboozled pilots for long enough for the Pilots' Federation. I should say, we have to say that in full every time, partly due to contractual reasons, but mostly to avoid confusion with THE Federation, you know, the other big organisation with an annoyingly similar name. We wouldn't want you to get confused between Worf and Commander Beard, even if they do look remarkably similar. Oh, sorry, where was I? Oh yes, the ensuing Catch-22 paradox bamboozled pilots for long enough for the leaders of the political wing of the Pilots' Federation to take their ships out to Barnard's Star to test their eyesight, and the consequent increase in the average IQ of those left behind was enough for them to work out a plan. They have borrowed the elite rankings that were in storage, waiting for Odyssey, and in a sneaky bout of quantitative easing have managed to start releasing elite statuses once more. Albeit they might be a slightly different colours, as they're so new. All is right in the galaxy once more, but pilots are advised to be on the lookout once they're wearing their custom Remlock suits and using their Dyson scanners to advance towards their fourth elite. After all, no one does that in CQC, do they? That in order to cope with the postponed shortage, you may find that missions for elite status require you to scan five unicorns, a sober Scotsman, and collect a sample from Cubicle 3. Local off Cecil B. Trumpington has had to invest in a new Mr. Washy laundry robot after leaving a hip flask, thankfully empty, inside one of his tweed jackets. It is believed that the foreign object became entangled in Mr. Washy's machinery, causing the laundry bot to strip a bearing and send tiny metal balls ricochet ricocheting into each other, delicate parts of its workings. In turn, Mr. Washy, famous for its trademark catchphrase, I am Mr. Washy, give me your socks, developed a severe case of indigestion and deposited the whole mess on the floor of Cecil's apartment. Bugbot Incorporated will provide a range of household machines to deal with the more mundane or unsavoury household tasks and provided a replacement unit complete with Galweb connection. They did not comment on why a Mr Washy would need advanced network capabilities other than to confirm that it was only allowed to use this for good things. They have compensated Mr. Trumpington for loss of one vintage tweed jacket with a selection of miniatures sewn into the lining, a pair of rare polonium-infused glow-in-the-dark socks, a Union Jack hanky, two cravats and a sequined thong stroke eye patch from a particularly racy evening at Wonders. As it waddled its way out to the truck, the old Mr. Washy was heard to mutter, I did it on purpose. I couldn't face another pair of his pants. Large Pad leaves Locos livid. The Brewer Corporation has submitted a controversial planning request today for Hutton authorities to add a large pad to the station. A spokesperson for the Brewer Corporation said, although the medium pad was large enough to park a python on, 
it just does not have the facilities to support the larger ships we need to keep up with the demand for tritium. It makes sense to add just one large pad to the orbital. Oh, and an executive lounge, and a gift shop, obviously, and maybe some fancier shops. And would it kill you to build a decent restaurant in this place? Since the introduction of fleet carriers, the demand for tritium has skyrocketed. Get it? Refinery stations have been overrun by demands for the new wonder fuel, and this heralds a move by Brewer Corporation to streamline the extraction and supply. Brewer Corporation are not without controversy. The fleet carrier manufacturers initially sold their megaships to commanders, coated in paint which did not survive jumps through which space, resulting in paint crews having to accompany the early models everywhere as they provided brightly coloured and provided brightly coloured retrieval wallets instead of escape pods for seal to for safe pods to seal for use in the event of a crash. These later turned out to be badly disguised body bags. Hutton locals have begun a sit-in protest outside of the Brewer Corporation offices in an effort to force the company to reconsider their plans amid fears that a large pad would change the fundamental, cheerful grottiness which defines the station and its inhabitants. One yokel said, they add a large pad to Hutton and then put a tight line on it, the station would tip over below we'll slide down the one side. Another commented, we don't like incomers, they have strange ways. A spokesman for Red Planet Taxi Service, a budget travel company based on the station, was more optimistic, saying, That's a great idea. If we could hog a large pad with just one of our haulers, it would make our drivers feel really good about themselves and would be great advertising for the company. Bring it on. He was then chased off by locals with pitchforks and flaming torches. This reporter thought, Get your tritium somewhere else. It's bound to be nicer and you're less likely to get food poisoning. Or gangrene. Also, why do they have pitchforks in the space station? Years of being nice, doing things for other people, putting yourself last, can take their toll on even the most self-effacing among, among us. And the most self-effacing among us is Commander Kinrain. Or so we thought. The galaxy's best-known bus driver. He even has his own bus driver's hat, don't you know? Found something unusual. Something useful. One might even say record-breaking. Did he do this by working for 48 hours straight? Did he manage to fill his hold with passengers and reach a new high in combined gratitude and bodily odours? Did he manage to jump his SRV up from a geyser to a height where he could see his own house? No. He found a rock. It has to be said that this wasn't just any rock. It was one with 60.58% painite that he found, by luck, instead of taking his ship to the nearest starport, plonking the rock on the counter and shouting, The drinks are on me! Our commander, St. Kinrain of the Slipped Halo, pretended to be a child and wrote in to the record breakers asking if this was a record in a squeaky voice, and a school uniform that frankly must have been cutting off the circulation to parts of his body. Um, maybe that explains the voice. In his letter, the commander asked, Does it make me a rock-popping, laser-tasering, chunk-grabbing, pirate-pummeling record-breaker? No. Sorry. 
It makes you a headline-grabbing, windfall-taking, profit-making, leader-hose-wearing record-breaker. But we love you. We do. Want to go on my trumpet? Never let it be said that Major General Noctavegas is slow on the uptake. Well, let's just say it once, then never speak of it again. Almost a year to the day since the last ever pizza meet hosted by Commander Brett Riverboat, our selfless charity fundraiser, the Pink Wafer, Waver of Magic Wands, finally worked out what to do with the gift he'd received from Commander Valaran on that occasion. He'd use it not to get off his trolley, that we've known for a long time, but to get his trolley off. From the others, that is. In for a penny, in for a pound, they say. In this case, it's definitely in for a pound, as he went to his local commodity market and slipped his hard tool into the waiting receptacle, feeling the resistance crumble as he gently tugged. Hang on, who slipped this page from Docker's script into the script? He is hoping that Major General remembered to recover his Hutton token before returning to his home base. Or someone else is going to be mildly confused when they pull that out. We'd like to say congratulations to the Winged Hussars. After a two-year project, they've managed what, at this point, is a unique achievement. Their squadron has collected the gold trophy for every single category available to them. Since they're not affiliated, much like the Hutton Truckers squadron, they're not eligible for power play. A huge amount of work has gone into this, not just the dedication of the squadron members, but many, many hours of preparation and an enormous amount of sacrifice of credits, rebuys, ships and modules, and just dedicating themselves to a common goal for an inordinate amount of time. A fantastic example of PWP, which we here at Hutton salute unreservedly. We've only managed to get one gold trophy so far, so maybe it's time we re-examine that. Or maybe we'll just get distracted with mugs again. Having all that bling in front of you at once does look a little impressive, even if it does mean you need to get sunglasses for your hollow me. Once again, I've been brought up off the bench and out onto the pitch to bat for the hot pit team. Lou's taken another enforced sabbatical aboard a prison ship after upsetting a few federal officers again. First things first, Van Manen Star, home of Team Hotbox and the Mad Monks of Van Manen, blessed be their habits, has been thrown into turmoil. The Sublime Order have been sampling a little too much of their own incense, and when approached by a number of dodgy members of the Pilots' Federation, asking them to sign paperwork offering assistance with their animal problem, accidentally started a chain of events that has ended in an election. Yes, a rogue bunch of NPC pilots flying orcas encouraged the sublime order to declare a public holiday and under the cover of bringing in tourists to the system, saturated it, saturated it with newly registered voters. Hutton, Long-time owners of the system managed to spot the problem just in time and responded with a fleet of belugas full of O'Connor City expats willing to balance the ballot box. So, this is an all-pilots blitting. Get your Van Man and Star permit. Yes, you've got to get it from the Sublime Order and get to Van Man and Star. Then, begin helping on the election campaign trail with liveries. 
passenger runs, trade, and of course, data imports. Alvin doesn't want to lose this lovely green playground of a station interior to a bunch of clearly duped, happy, hippie monks. In all the rest of Hudden Systems, Wolf 359 is in infrastructure failure and needs a plumber, on the double, and there's an outbreak in Epsilon Eridani that needs curing. Some of our larger systems are needing little work. Barnard Star, Epsilon Indy, and Epsilon Eridani. Oh, and we see those systems sneaking up towards 70% at the top of the table, and that would be bad. Yes. We're looking at you, PSPF. LF2. Over in the big colon, King Hanky reports that everything, for a change, appears nice and stable, and the place isn't in a bad state. He'd like a few more tears. Sorry, I'll read that again. He wants a little more influence in tear, but other than that, just do the usual. And that's your lot. Over to the delightful Mrs. Snockers for an update from the community. A fairly quiet week as far as community organised events are concerned. Operation Wolf Hunt is in step 2 to push LP734-32 down, in which they are at 5.4 influence in Wolf 562 and need to be brought down below 2.5%. The latest from turning the wheel is that they are now pending expansion in 5455 to take them towards Sol and they are in war for ownership of Turdetani. They say that they have worked out negotiations with Lave to move, move in once they expand from Turdetani. Apparently everything looks good to test Phase 1 for Halloween. Phase 3 before Thanksgiving and Phase 2, LFT 509, they are going to try very hard for around the end of the year. If you're organising an event and you'd like us to mention it, then please let us know. If you're running an event and want everyone to hear about how well it, it's going, let us know and we can try to include your report in the news. Well, that's it this week for the community organised events. Later on, Flossie will tell us all about the community goals from the P P Pilots Federation. I can't wait to hear what she's got to say. And we're back in the rest of the studio, relaxing, putting our scripts down, putting our feet up and getting ready for the rest of the show. Good evening, everybody from Studio 5 over here at Hutton Orbital. We're joined by the usual radio crew. Uh, we have Commander Flossie. Good evening, Commander Flossie. Good evening. And you've been busy scribbling away, ready for later? Yes, I've uh, been getting everything ready for posting and finding out how far everywhere is and things, yeah. Where, where we got to and where are we going and what does it all mean? And isn't there a song about that somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Meaning of Life, also also known as the Community Goals. Yes. But you've got some, some updates, some special news, some new stuff, some old stuff, some community-created stuff, all that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, we were posting on last week's uh, Community Goals and uh, the community created community goal and uh, giving news of this week's new goal 
Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it does seem like they didn't give you much time to keep tabs on it and on post on a daily basis. Um, and we're doing really well with it. Oh, oh, goodness. No, that's it. <laughs> We've done the lot. That's fine. Move on. <clears throat> yes, they didn't give you much time to write it up, but you were writing it all up as you went, weren't you, um, for us on the Facebook page? Yes, yeah. Keeping an eye on things. And obviously, Intarius Fusion and the Hutton Helper ran up a special tracking page for it as well. Um, which, yeah, that was very useful. Yeah. Um, looking at how many people had uh, done their bit. Uh, we, we understand the Brewer Corporation were laughing all the way as well, because it, it sounds like all these fleet carriers have been an enormous help. But, I mean, you've got detail for us later in how, in how it happened. Yes, I have, yes. Yeah. And next on our list, we've got Amelia. Good evening, Amelia. Hello. Are there are rumours you skipped Tuesday this week. Yes, I didn't, I, I didn't by choice, but... Uh, it just we went are, past you with a whoosh. Well, yes, but we're catching up with Tuesday tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. So we've got nothing to report about blowing people up and, and death and destruction and all sorts in the realms of uh, the Hutton Games room. Um, no, not not in the Hutton not in the Hutton Games room just yet, but maybe next week. Maybe next week. And um, we've got uh, we've got you coming up later with the Galnet Food Digest. Yes, I'll be trying out baked greebles. Baked greebles. Oh, have you brought a sample with you for us just to just to try? Uh, well, it's a very small sample. They are very rare, you know, and they're expensive. And I'm assuming they're very tasty, which is why there aren't very many left on this plate. Well, you'll find out later. Yep, we certainly will, and we'll be looking forward to it. Uh, we actually uh, had a bit of a meeting earlier in the week about seeing whether we could serialise some of the past ones as well, because we know people do yes. like listening to the, the Galnet Food Digest and finding out about these rare items, and we've been looking into recording them as one-off specials. Well, that I mean, this is something we're working on. We have all the previous ones ready and raring to go. I just have to get off my bottom and... You mean sample them all again first? Yes, I'm going to have to sample them. I mean, you have to be sure, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, does it still taste the same this time as it did last time? I mean, those sweets. What, what, what were those sweets called? I can't remember the name of them, but they sounded absolutely delicious. Oh, um, the came with a Y or something. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> this, this is um, why we need. This is why we need the catch up, so we can go. Aha! I can always go back to media.forthemug.com and uh, and listen to exactly how delicious a um, what is it the giant mammoth steaks are or the malachi fungus. Yes, and in fact, oh, this is a quick one to cross over back to Flossie. Um, I think you might be mentioning one of these tasty treats that Amelia's talked about before during your CG bit. Uh, yes, I think I may be, yes. So some, of, some of the caviar, maybe? Ah, yes, of course. The uh, Esoseco caviar, yes. Yeah. Obviously on tiny little blinis. But uh, some of these <laughs> things, Amelia, obviously, you know, they're, they're rare and they're supposed to be delicious. And they are delicious, these things that you try out. I mean, oh. you, you wouldn't eat them if they weren't at least partially tasty. Well, I mean, they, they have to be dangerous. There's a certain risk involved. LTT Hypersweet, that's what it was. LTT Hypersweet. That's the one. Yes. And so, you know, there, there is an element of danger in your job that you, you do for this studio. Well, yes. Um, I put my life on the line for Hutton. It's the way everyone should be. And, and Alvin I think gives it, you I think danger, it danger money for this one, or at least extra belly rubs? Well, we can discuss that later. <laughs> right, okay. But obviously, I, I do think that if Lou was here, he would actually be saying that every day he takes his life in his hands in the kitchen with Flossie, uh, with Nora in that pan, of course. <laughs> Oh, which pan would that be then? 
<laughs> oh no, that was a bong. Oh dear, I'm. I'm there were bongs and a frying pan. You mean this one? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Do you know what I think they're doing? The LTT Hypersweet. I think they're doing a sour version of that now. Really? Yeah, stick it in your mouth and your face implodes. No, oh, the LTT Hyper Sours. <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine the pinched <laughs> face. If there this is, is something we need to research. Ones, yeah, the sour is the sweet ones are sweet. Then the pinched face is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. But if you suck them during hypers, uh, during the uh, super cruise, they stop you feeling sick and they stop your ears popping. So they, they're the antidote to the waste of paste machines then? But yes. because your face implodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we also talk about the, the, the yes the, the sky tonight. Um, but we'll introduce the rest of the team first. We have got uh, Commander Pallant here. Good evening. And obviously, uh, you, you've been sort of uh, tapping away on the, the office typewriter here. I was I was chained because the uh, rest of the monkeys were let off for the day. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, as our news hound, you keep your nose well to the ground to, to look out the, the latest news from the community. Yes, it does explain some of the smells I get and, and some of the... Uh, Sticky things that end up on the, on the end of my nose, but other than yeah. that, it's fine. Well, there was a, there was a scurrilous rumor from one Commander Wotherspoon of the Galnet um, News Digest that this news wasn't real. All of the news you've just heard is absolutely real, isn't it? Nothing was entirely made up. <laughs> Nothing was entirely made up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the, you know, Van Marnenstar did come under attack by orcas. We looked at the traffic report. There were fifteen orcas. There was a holiday. Baz is a very nice man. Absolutely. No. The winged hussars have stolen the entire trophy cabinet. Um, Noctivagus went to spend a penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Commander Kinrain, this is a nice segue here. You did find a rock, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you did? And how's that school <laughs> uniform? Can I take it off now? You can't. Those shorts are very short shorts. And they're you, very you can try. You can try to take it off. Somebody get the scissors. Oh, oh. oh, that's, oh better. that's better. Oh, I'm okay now. Oh, he's broken. You know, we should just get some. We should just get some pepper and watch him sneeze himself into three pieces. <laughs> oh, the mind boggles. I did find a rock. You did find a, the, found a very the, special rock. You've taken it home and polished it, haven't you, your rock? Well, I, I, no, I actually went and sold it in the end because as soon as I said that I found it, somebody else came in with 3% higher. So, um, Don't you have to declare no. that kind of thing as treasure or so ch- check whether it's treasure and somebody has to, you know, appraise it first as, you know. I've got a friend in cookery that we buy, we bypass that. I land it onto my friend in cookery. We, we don't declare it. Nobody knows, so I'm, I'm not telling. Do you know that's the what do you get in lo- return? Perfect location, mm. isn't it, for the uh, Galnet Food Digest to be based in cookery? I mean, cookery. Naha, tush. But thank, thank you for joining us again dream. this evening. Um, and I, I know you've got a lot of missions to run this evening. I, I stacked a load of missions. Yeah, I'm, I'm collecting bo- black boxes all night. <laughs> Black boxes and getting diplomatic bags. That's my right. life. At so, the moment. are you are you obviously going to be disappearing shortly and um, going off to to look after look after that? I'll, I'll disappear whenever you want me to disappear. Well, no, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we'd love to keep you all evening. Somebody do the chains up, okay? Um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you along, but um, obviously, if you've got missions for Alvin to do, they do take precedence. So, yeah, do well, feel free to bail out as soon as you hear him bark. 
Well, thank you very much indeed. I'll stick around for a while because I actually managed to sneak in a few missions just before I joined the radio show. So I'm, I'm, I'm not stressing too much. Just means and you're going to have to stay up a little bit later. Uh, only a little bit. It's not yeah. too bad. It's, um, but I'm, I'm used to doing black box missions and, um, rescuing political prisoners. So I'm, I'm an expert. Trust me. I'm an expert. <laughs> oh, great. I remember <laughs> when you was new and you were new in your spaceship and you'd never tried engineering. And, oh, but I was worried about everything. How the mighty have fallen. But it's, it's, it's interesting because the banter bus now say how much we've all changed as players, um, where we actually go slower. Uh, when we get an incoming enemy, we go slower um, to make sure that we do get interdicted. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it the old? Was it the Matrix when he does the "come hither" symbol with his hand? To uh, <laughs> is it Neo? Does it to um, Morpheus? <laughs> we we like the scoops afterwards for the engineering materials. <laughs> do you know what? In war zones, the number of times they said, "Right, let's get out and back in again, so we can restart this war zone." I'm sat in the middle of the thing, going, yeah. "No, no, hang on, I want all these materials." Well, that's interesting because when we were fighting over at Stein a few weeks ago, I was the one saying, let's get out and get back in again. And the rest of the banter bus guys, the Hillside Blues, were all sat in there scooping up materials. I thought, I soon got wise to that one. <laughs> well, yeah. And of course, in the studio, last but not least, and I'm making no apologies for leaving this to the last minute, it's the Apology Officer. Hello. Now, Apology Officer, you've been yes. buying ballot boxes. I mean, stuffing ballot boxes. I've been helping out. I've been helping out with the campaign for for Hotbox because um, Mr. Venezia has obviously closed nominations now. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the not the VMS election, the Hotbox for oh, Hotbox yeah, election. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crikey, no. yes. One one of them. <laughs> one of them's easily dealt with, and the other one's you lot. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, it's myself and Andrew Swaziland who are in the uh, in the running for so Hotbox this year. Not only nom- nominated but seconded, and came sort of as the top two candidates. I think. Yeah, pretty much. So it's it's a two horse race this year. They've brought it down to two people. We're doing it American style, uh, and campaigning started tonight. What I would say is Andrew's a fantastic candidate, and you should really vote for Andrew. Vote for me. And obviously, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm obviously campaigning on your behalf because. Um, a lot of apologies are needed from Team Hotbox. And yeah, I feel well, that's, that's me in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> they just send you script every week and you just get yeah. the I'm very, very, very you sorry. See, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but obviously that's no, going to say- a few more days, I think, isn't it? Uh, yes, about another week. I think we've got about another week. Uh, the 30th is when it finishes, so end of the day in the 30th. And do you and have to fly spaceships with your thumbs in order to vote, or is it open to everybody? Um, well, no, Mr. Venice has opened it up to everybody this year, so anybody can just pop in a, a vote there. So, so um, those of you who are in the, the chat, I can see the Litho Breaker and the Naughty Body Wash and Shoreside Customs. All of you are eligible to vote. In fact, you can even vote for yourself, can't you? Uh, no, you can only vote for one of the two candidates. You vote for yourself, but no, it won't I mean, be counted. you can vote for yourself. Oh, I can? Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't. I think everybody, honestly, I would recommend people vote for Andrew. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's, it's lovely to have you all along on the, the show this evening. So we've got lots and lots and lots of bits and pieces coming up. The one bit we don't have coming up this week is the sky tonight, because I think they went to investigate a black hole. And unfortunately, as we know, black holes suck and they're stuck. They're somewhere hovering around the event horizon, screaming wildly. So the sky tonight will be back uh, probably next week, but they are taking a sabbatical while they're trying to swim their way out of the event horizon of a black hole. Sort of a lack of event horizon, really. As excuses go. 
not too bad. But it does leave us with a little bit more room for the green room bit, because yes, this week is the last show of the month, which means we've got time for the green room, um, which means if anybody who's listening in wants to come and have a banter towards the end of the show, what you do is you pop into the TeamSpeak server ts.forthemug.com and you'll make your way down to the green room. There are two green rooms, actually, one where you're allowed to talk and the other one where they've got gaffer tape. And you pop in there and when we get towards the end of the show, we can swing by and say hi and see how you've been find out what you've been doing in the universe. And if nobody gets into the green room, we all get to go to the bar early so we can get out before it's locked at 10 o'clock. Right, what else have we got in the... Uh, the? I think the, 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 first, the first um, item is one... Uh, we do, the first well, we, item we is one you shouldn't be announcing. little messages come through from, um, from our sponsor this week. We, are, we, are, we have got a, mm-hmm. a show sponsor this week. Did you know? Oh, no, everybody's vanished. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, they're back. I don't know. Do you know what? You suddenly went muted then. You know that gremlin I thought had gone. We've, we've got, um, we've got a sponsor this week. Yes, it, it's the guys over at, um, HCS who oh, support no. lots of what we do, but also come along to things like ECM and other acronyms. Um, and, uh, that they do the voice packs for stuff. And I'm going to be uh, open about this one. I've also, to try and plug the hole in work at the moment, I've been lending them a hand as well because they've got dum, 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 a new pack coming out. Dum 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 in the next twenty four hours. Yes. Oh. Who has it? Who has it? It it well it's a it's a pack called Crusoe. Oh, um, nice. And um the lady who voices it is actually um, a, a a broadcaster of physics and astrophysics as well, with with um, with her own YouTube channel. Uh, and and cool. Eileen uh is an immensely knowledgeable person about all things space but uh, agreed to do a pack but is also going to be extending that later with a bit of uh, an updated Gal- galaxopedia style content as well a bit like our sky oh. tonight just just uh one one little snippet at a time should we say not not a great big bit of science but little condensed snippets about all the science it sounds it sounds as though they've released her as an antidote to cecil so you've cecil in your ship you add her and then it's kind of balances out well Thank you very much. That was excellent. <laughs> well, okay, you put him back to sleep again. Um, yeah, it is. It's like the anti-Cecil. This is where Cecil is not useful. Um, yes, uh, Crusoe is useful. Um, she does have a um, a wonderful voice as well. Very calming while you're flying the ship. She occasionally gets a little disparaging, possibly as well. Possibly. But- I, can, I can see how I can see how somebody would get quite, you know. Frustrated yeah. with some of your commanders. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just say, duh, when you, when you've asked a stupid question, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and, um, we, we actually snuck into their studios and got a couple of, uh, couple of bits and bits and bobs as well that we nicked off their broadcast equipment. So we'll just have a quick question. Apology officer. I mean, yes. of the ones they've got, mm-hmm. um, do you have any one or two particularly, particular favorites? No, they don't work on Xbox. I know, but do you like any of the voices? <laughs> you know what I mean. Are you a fan? Oh, there's, of- uh, there's loads. I, I think I, I've heard the I've heard the sample of the Brian Blessed one, and that just sounds fantastic. Well, funny yeah. you should Try, say that. Trying to trying to fly a spaceship with Brian Blessed shouting in your ear. We it's have just a fantastic. recording from inside Cecil's cockpit. Would I say you, what? Yeah, would, would you would you like to hear it? Here's the question. Yes, please. Right, uh, just stand well back from your headphones. I'm going to push this button. Damn it, blast it! You think that's funny, don't you? I spilled my drink. Oops. Just pick up everything. Go on. No fucking way! If they ask, 
I'll say you did it. Battle mode. Not again. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. That, that was from that was from inside Cecil's cockpit. That <laughs> a nice uh, a nice bit of a uh, sweary Brian blessed there as well, which is yeah. always good. No, obviously I do have to say that, that, that those particular sound effects are, that, no? are, are not available. Tautology sweary <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are not available in the packs themselves. <clears throat> not oh. unless you do an awful lot of digging. Those are, those are specials that Cecil came across. Though, if you <laughs> do have Commander Kinrain, the all money goes to special effect Cecil pack from. Um, from uh, HCS, you might find these hidden amongst the sound files, or you might have uh, to ask, or you might have to ask us or ask Cecil very, very nicely. <laughs> but what about what about you, Commander Kinraid? Because I'm, I'm going to I'm going to just do a couple of these because because they sent us some stuff this evening. Do you have a particularly favourite voice aboard your aboard your ship? There, mine is the Brian Blessed. So you moved, yeah, we, 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 we had that one. How about a runner-up for you? A runner-up. Um, I mean, you a fan of Red Dwarf, or are you more of a <coughs> yeah. Trek kind of guy, or a no, I'm more Red Dwarf than Trek, to be honest. Well, um, should we see if we've got one? Go for it. <coughs> Dave wants <laughs> to be a pirate. Here, have an eye patch. Right, you're a pirate. Salty dog, it is. <laughs> I agree with everything Dave says. What's that? Dave is saying you're an idiot. I don't think it likes me. That's just class, isn't it? <laughs> oh, That's <dear>. just class. <laughs> I, D- Dave, Dave may or may not be a dog, and Dave may or may not like Cecil one little bit um, at all. Dave may be a dog impersonator. No, no, I think, I think, I think Dave's real. You know, of course he's real. That's funnier than Trek. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, Dave has an awful lot to say. I'm never quite sure whether Leo's looking at me funny. Sorry, dude. (coughs) Did someone see a dog? Get in your basket. (coughs) I'm a dog person. Dave thinks you're a knob. Dave's right. He really, really, <laughs> he really, really does, doesn't like Cecil at all. Yes, that, that was that was that was Leo from that side as well. We, we've got a couple of others for you. We can we can put in through the show. So have a have a think. If if the chat channels have got any particular favourites and want to hear if we've got any banter with them, then we may have <clears throat> three others that we've got all programmed in as well. Special treats. Um, but so okay. uh, we'll, we'll say talking those. of talking of uh, talking of treats. Treats. I think Woof. yes. Somebody somebody had a treat earlier this week, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was Dave Torrance. Skip over it. It was Dave no. Torrance. Happy birthday! It was a different, no, it was a different Dave, different, wasn't it? Different Dave. No, it, it was the birthday of our very own Vantia. No, it wasn't. Who is now one hundred and eleven to twelve years old? I'm, I'm yes, twenty-one. <laughs> I'm twenty-one, and I always will be. How many times have you been twenty-one now, David? More than once. <laughs> More than twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I calculated it as twenty-one plus twenty-one plus brackets twenty-one plus twenty-one close brackets over twenty-one. Yes, I think you're a year out there. Tell Facebook. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> Either that, or it's been so many years that I've got. Well, thank you very much, everybody. And then the messages I had from the community and and my friends and everybody were lovely. With this lockdown, it's been a bit rubbish because I've not had a chance to go out for a beer with uh, any of my friends. But um, I had a lovely raft of messages and and a few very strange presents turned up as well. 
the leather apron mm-hmm. with the flappy front on it. That was quite special. <laughs> I think they've shut that website down now, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a peekaboo. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So a, a peekaboo leather apron. Yeah. What's in the pocket? That's not a pocket! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see my baby elephant impression? Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> dear Flossie loves oh, dear, Flossie was quicker on that one, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a baby elephant, it's a miniature. <laughs> You've seen the elephant before! <laughs> um... But no, thank thank you very much, everybody. It was it was uh, it was really good fun. Yeah. Uh, albeit I was stuck at home. Um, <laughs> right. What else have we got in here? We've got uh, a new book coming out. Oh yes. Yes, Drew's got one, isn't he? Reclamation. Yeah. His his uh, diary of his life as a scrap metal merchant. I thought Reclamation was already out. Well, no. Is it the audio version of the book? Possibly. Or is it the third one? Oh, mm, I think it's the audio version. Must be he. He posted, and I and I confess I didn't. Um, yeah. Look in detail. Yeah. I think it might be the audio one because I know he's been working yeah. on that. Um. Well, we'll have to go and look it up. But if you if you find yes. Drew, Drew Drew Wigar Wigar on the internet and, and have a click around, I'm sure you're going to find something. Senator Wigar. Well, I think he got fired from that. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. After the salami incident. Mm, and the oven ready chicken. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, obviously, we, we just have a, a little shout out to it. We have been asked by one commander to put a great big shout out for Mary um, on, on behalf of your, your darling husband. Um, so, uh, Mary, much love from everybody here at uh, Hutton Orbital. And, uh, Hello, Mrs. J. Mrs. J. Uh, and we hope that Mr. J is, is looking after you. And every time you ring that little bell, is coming running with uh, whatever you might need as well. But um, we understand you do tune in while, while he's busy flying spaceships. So, uh, Mary, uh, yes, just make, make him work harder and look after you a bit more. So she's the one. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we've, co- we've covered the Hot Boss Box election. Yes. Um, anyway, let's just check whether we got any station announcements. Vote for Andrew. Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a public announcement. Naked flames are prohibited in the vicinity of Cubicle 3. You all know what happened last time. Dave's eyebrows still haven't grown back. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Right. <clears throat> We're going to move on to the next issue. Now, we haven't had Amelia. Amelia, Amelia, before you, yes. before you introduce it, we haven't had music on the show for a while. And it's something yes. that was sort of your and my favourite bit. I, I love, I, I'm a big fan of all kinds of music and I, I really enjoyed having the music in the show. We we had to take a decision when we moved to sort of do, doing some of the new broadcast stuff, whether we kept the music or not. And also, um, because we've been broadcasting on Twitch and putting it up on YouTube so much, it was making the editing uh, complicated because while the radio station is fully licensed for playing music... Oh, God. oh, Ken Rain, Ken Rain, just walked me in the head with that. Ow. Sorry. Um, that's all right. Oh, what on earth have you got in your Sorry. pocket? <laughs> At least you only get you in the head. <laughs> you I have no idea what he's got in his pocket. But, you did um, say I could take the shorts off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Put it away. This is why you're bad out of Iceland. You know that, don't you? <laughs> it's not big and it's not clever. Um, where was that? Yes. So, Amelia, yeah. So, we, we had to we had to ditch the music because obviously, because we were putting it out on the YouTube thing and the and the Twitch stuff that we, we had to kill yeah. some of the music. But there's a particular class of music that we are allowed to play. Yes. M- music that's created by the community and their bands and all sorts. By the community, for the community. And sometimes they're not parody tunes. Sometimes they're actually real ones and they're quite good. Yes, some of them are really, really amazing. 
Um, but obviously, we, we cater for all tastes here as well. So um, we do have a tune from the community. Now, I think one or two of you like your uh, like Kinrain, like your rocks heavy, don't you? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you yeah. like your rocks really heavy, like 58% solid. Proper you know, heavy. Void open. Proper heavy. Pro- proper heavy. Okay. Well, so so if you do, so we're going to play this one, and it's been a while since we played them, but we're going to we're going to play this tune, and um, then we're going to come back. I think for is is it the Encyclopedia Galactica or is no? It's not now. It's um it's the Galnet food. No, the Galnet Digest. Even the full Wotherspoon. The full Wotherspoon. So before Amelia introduces this tune, um, does anybody else have anything to add before we go into the meaty bit in the middle of the show? I've had a call from Lale. I need to get out and get these black boxes, guys, I'm afraid. So, um, but I will be in the green room later if you want me. Okay. Well, look, um, Cecil's just going to raise a glass to you and say thank you very much. One second. Nice. There we just go. a small glass tonight, then. <laughs> just for, the, to, for the most, Cecil. So. For, 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 for the most, yes. And, uh, well, thank you very much, Ken Rain, for coming to join us. Oh, uh, very welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed, guys. Yeah, for no worries, mug. and we'll catch up with you for soon. Mug. Absolutely. See definitely. you for the mug. Bye. For the mug. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're not into really heavy music, now is the time to go and get yourself a glass or something before we get into Galnet. But um, in the meantime, Amelia, would you like to introduce our first Oh. Well, of course, it really depends on your musical taste, but one way or another, this next song will get you banging your head. And then after that, it's the Oasis of Calm that is Commander Wotherspoon. <laughs> Down fast and then you hit the ground. You're creeping up from behind. You didn't hear a sound. 
Galnet News Digest, 24th of September, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news roundup... The Herald on Harold. Get yourself a Guttermeyer. Bring out the clones. Excellent. Imperial taste. The Herald on Harold. First tonight, Galnet News Digest has obtained a recording of the obituary that was run by the Imperial Herald earlier this week. Born in 3232 Emperor Hengist, Harold Duval reacted against his father's Puritan lifestyle by filling his days with partying and debauchery, becoming the black sheep of the Duval family. It was probably accidental that Harold had a child with the entertainer Imogen Gabriellini, but they married shortly before her narcotics-related death. His daughter, Princess Ashling Duval, has always spoken warmly of her loving father. Emperor Hengist eventually decreed that his son was not fit for the throne, despite being his only heir. Harold never contested this, perhaps relieved to allow half-sister Arissa Lavinia Duval to take his place. In recent years, Harold became a recluse on capital, suffering ill health from a lifetime of excesses. But a father's protective instinct motivated him to travel to Ashling's home system after it was attacked. Tragically, despite always renouncing power, merely being a Duval made him a target to those same Republican terrorists. As the Empire mourns Prince Harold, Suspicions arise that the NMLA were aided by inside knowledge of his ship's itinerary and security, throwing an uneasy shadow over the legacy of this eccentric, endearing man. Well, there we have it. A tragic waste of a life. And then he was murdered by terrorists. Get yourself a Guttermeyer. The state funeral for Prince Harold the Mad, son of the late Emperor Hengist, half-brother of Emperor Arissa and father of Princess Ashling, is being held at the Hall of Martyrs on Capitol. The Emperor has already delivered her eulogy, and many messages of condolence have been received from Alliance and Federation leaders as well as from leaders within the Empire. Would-be usurper Hadrian Duval reportedly paid his respects remotely from his secret lair. The prince's body has been paraded through the streets in a crystal casket and will be on display in the Hall of Martyrs for two weeks before it is, apparently, interned. As is customary, such celebrations of the life of a departed member of the imperial family last for two weeks, running from Thursday to Thursday, and as is also customary, no provisions are made for catering until the event has already started. Consequently, the Imperial family has today put out an appeal for vast quantities of rare goods to be shipped to the Baal system in time for the second week of the ceremony on the 1st of October. In return, members of the Pilots' Federation who participate will be granted an Achenar system permit and will also be offered up to 25% off Guttermeyer ships. So, it's not all bad. Perhaps Old Harold was good for something. After all, bring out the clones. 
scientists becoming concerned about the number of people rescued from the four stations damaged by pro-Republican terrorist bombs on the 10th of September. While it is hard to be completely sure about just how many inhabitants each starport had, suspicions are growing that the number of individuals rescued over the two weeks exceeds the most optimistic estimates of the number of survivors at each of the stations. At Garrido Market, for example, the Hutton truckers alone rescued well over a quarter of a million souls, with the total number rescued from that starport by all pilots estimated to be in the region of 8 to 10 million. One of the bombed stations, Muller Terminal in Rab, a system with a total population of 50 million, is a Coriolis station. Assuming it is a 2 kilometre cube, that gives 8 cubic kilometres, of which at least 2 cubic kilometres are lost to the gaps between the tower blocks covering the surface and the sawn-off corners. A further 2 square kilometres are occupied by the spacious docking area, leaving 4 square kilometres, of which about half must logically be occupied by machinery, air purifiers, stockrooms, cargo storage areas. Have you seen how many hundreds of thousands of tonnes of cargo those stations hold? If we assume a population of 10 million in a Coriolis starport, then the living area must be incredibly cramped, something like 20 times higher population density than New York had before World War III. Even assuming there were no deaths during the attacks, something the imperial government has been tight-lipped about, more people were rescued from each of these four stations than there could have possibly been on the stations in the first place. So, where did all the extra people come from? Or for that matter, what are all the extra people? Are they people? Or something more sinister? There is a theory going round that the neo-Marlinists might have done something far cleverer than simply to bomb a few starports. The theory goes that by exploding bombs in four strategic starports, the neo-Marlinists were creating a smokescreen to hide their true purpose. Along with the Thargoid-derived bombs, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army also smuggled in robotic fabrication plants and cloning machines. Secretly, inside the abandoned starports, they have been building an army, an army of cyborgs, an army of robots, an army of clones. Those unfeasible millions of refugees that gullible pirates ferried out of the damaged stations and distributed around Imperial space are an army. An actual army of cybernetic Republican freedom fighters. An army deployed to all of the Imperial strongholds. An army infiltrating the beating heart of the Empire. An army that has already proven its ability to pick off at least one senior member of the Duval family. The unfortunate Harold. An army that exists within society. Unseen. Unrecognisable. An army that has probably already infiltrated the Imperial Palace. An army that at a minute's notice could shut down key infrastructure, could eliminate key decision makers, that could win victory before the Empire even realised it was fighting a war. An army just waiting for the signal to rise up and seize the Empire from within. The Empire is in its final days, yet it has no idea that its end is nigh. Of, of course, there is also the theory that the Neo-Marlinists might just have planted a few bombs on starports, and that crooked Imperial tour operators shipped in vast quantities of ex-slaves to the damaged stations to take advantage of the generous compensation and resettlement scheme set up for alleged victims of the terrorist bombings. The Empire about to be ripped apart by a clandestine army of cyborgs? Or imperial citizens making money by abusing a compensation scheme. Which is the truth? You decide. In the meantime, now that the fires are out, the effort to repair the station started this morning. 
The stations have published shopping lists of the slightly bizarre repair materials they need, including normal supplies such as emergency power cells, insulating membranes and autofabricators, but also some more exotic components such as indium and beryllium. Do they even realise how dangerous beryllium is? There's going to be a mass poisoning at these stations before the month is out. You mark my words. Excellent Imperial Taste Let's look back at those rare goods the Imperial Great and the Good have ordered for Prince Harold's send-off. Esueku Caviar Fair enough. What's a good drink to go with caviar? Vodka, surely. But instead, those Imperial wannabes have ordered Lavian brandy, which will totally overpower the taste of the caviar. Total waste. They've ordered Ngadadari fire opals, which are said to remind them of the fire of the birth of the Empire. That's presumably the fire of the shuttle that crashed with the head of the Achenar Republic, Marlin Duval, on board when her brother decided a little sororicide was in order if it cleared the way to seizing power. Mining for the fire opals has resulted in the virtual destruction of the planet on which they're found. And they've ordered Kamitra cigars, said to be the biggest cigars in the galaxy, and an excellent way to end your days, presumably sooner rather than later. And despite all that, the Imperial family still thinks it has excellent taste. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Those Imperials, they're a bloody disgrace. Thank you to Commandos Wotherspoon. He digests everything, so we don't have to. Well, thanks to Commandos Wotherspoon and Beetlejud there. And and a, a, a stunt reporter from the Empire. I I didn't recognise that extra voice there. <laughs> it sounded like an Empire stooge. Or, darling. Are you sure yes. it wasn't one of the LCU clones? I mean, there was a, there was a hint nope, of a recognisable nope. voice in there somewhere. No, it, it's not. I I have asked the Oracle, and the com- <laughs> Commander W has told me. Scott Ooh, are we Cleverdon. allowed to reveal who the who the? Well, he told me. And he was. Did, uh, I thought it was. Mm. I thought it was an interesting uh, obituary, considering it was written by people who like him, supposedly. <laughs> yes. Well, the, Good the use Empire, of the word debauchery there. <laughs> the Empire is a funny place. <laughs> on yes. second thoughts, let us not go there. But um, yeah, before we head on to the, the next bit, and obviously the detail behind some of the things they were talking about there with the, the, uh, the, the lovely Commander Flossie, um, we have a couple of other updates. The first one is um, our friend Spider-Man. We remember our friend Spider-Man. Spider-Man Games. Yes, Spider-Man Games. And um, they had a couple of updates for us this week. They sent out one about the the second half of the shipments of battle cards because the the, uh, warehouse that they were using um, went into lockdown, they came out of lockdown, they went into lockdown and then went on a go slow and um, there was much gnashing and wailing of teeth. I mean, you know what I mean. And um, so the entire remaining shipment had been picked up by Big Truck 
all safely, of course, and taken to new warehouse facilities. And they have said they are now resuming the shipments from new warehouse, who I believe they're partnering with for their future projects as well, and uh, getting the remaining battle cards packs out there. So those of you who've been waiting patiently, um, we should be hearing some some good news in the next week. Oh, that's excellent. I'm still waiting on mine. And their new, new, new project, the Ice Dice. The Ice Dice. Which looked very cool, pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was seamless, Amelia. You could have given me a seamless. Seamless. Yeah, nice. I heard that seamless. Um, the, the Ice Dice um, launched earlier this week. And I don't know whether one of the team has managed to get their, their hands on the uh, on the statistics at the moment. Um, but if not, I'm rapidly looking. I mean, up. I think Kickstarter once yet there mm. when it was on Kickstarter. It was. They, it's launched uh, on Kickstarter. But if you go to, they, um, they were going for four thousand pounds, and they got a hundred and nearly one hundred and seventy thousand pounds. Wow! <laughs> nice. They were after what? Was it a thousand backers? No, it wasn't even that much. It was a few hundred backers, and they've already had six and a half, six and a quarter thousand backers with twenty seven days to go for the ice dice. The thing that surprised me is I looked at this tray. Um, on the pictures, and I thought, oh, those are cute little dice. And then I saw somebody's mm-hmm. hand appeared and realised, Amelia, I mean, obviously, as somebody who loves their, their dice in all their shapes, oh, these, yes. are, these are big. Um, I, I haven't actually seen the the size differences yet. I've seen the images of the, the moulds and things. But these, um, these, are, these are big dice. Well, you've got to have a, a decent size ice in your drink. So. I know. I mean, you may want two in a glass, possibly. Two D20s. Yeah, I look at that. I would say the the six sided ones probably. We recommend two two and a half centimeters aside. Yep, like and that. obviously the, I think the oh. D twenty is bigger, so they can get the definition on it. But um, mm. they they do look cool. They you could kill someone with one, yeah. the D twenty. <laughs> exactly. And when what, we, what when we can actually resume getting together to play some of these games, Amelia, instead of doing them all on roll twenty. See, what I'm looking forward to is getting some like cordial, putting it in the water to make flavored iced ice. Coloured ice dice. Mm. So extra nice mm. ice dice. Nice. Extra, extra nice. Ice nice ice dice. dice. Yes. Lollipop ice, <laughs> ice dice, dice, ice, ice. I think it is worth I think it is worth telling people that when you open the mould there won't be ice dice in there. No. There'll be em- that'll be empty. And then you have to add water. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're not buying the dice, you're buying the oh right, okay. You're, you're buying the packaging for the dice. <laughs> water not included. <laughs> Water not included, yes. Ice not included. Yep. And obviously, it's meant, I was speaking to Mr. Cow, who says hi to everybody, by the way, and, and, um, he doesn't miss, he doesn't miss all this shenanigans on a Thursday night, really. <laughs> yes, um, he, he does. He, he was talking about, um, how to make them as clear ice dice as well. Um, so what, what you have to do to make them come out completely clear as opposed to slightly frosty. But I think we've been looking up videos on how to make completely clear. <laughs> Um, is it to, is it to do with purifying water or something like that, or no? I think, it, I think it was you have to do it upside down. It all becomes clear when you do it upside down. Apparently, uh huh. I have no it, idea it's, it's it. a technique I use for all my ice sculptures. All right, they all look yeah. a bit. They all look. My ice sculptures do yeah. look a little bit just like an ice cube, but they're, yeah. they're perfect. Anyway, well, look, they're, they're, they're good friends of the still, show. Still bad. That, still bad that you found foods for that one, Sean. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good friends of the show and if you go to Kickstarter and look for Ice Dice um, or John it's, it's been done under the name John and Oliver yes and with an and not a, not a squiggle not an ampersand um, and uh, have a look at those they're expecting to deliver them in January next year I believe so um, they've got their prototypes 
And talking of the prototypes, we're talking about ice. We have been contacted by the dog's breath. Do you remember Commander Dog's oh. Breath? Oh, yeah. Do you remember where Him Dog's the Antarctic. Breath went? He went to Antarctica and the big orange roughy. Well, the big orange roughy that is no more. Yes. But it sounds like he has been specially requested by the Australian Antarctic team to lead a new mission down to the Antarctic. Awesome. Aboard the new ship. Which is named? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. <laughs> I don't know if they've had the ceremonies and things yet. Ooh. Are they going to do the all the posts on YouTube? Uh, well, they, they not YouTube. Sorry, Facebook on on Twitter. Um, well, we're we're looking at what we could do this year, but of course, with ice dice coming out this year and going down to one of the colder places on the planet, we have been in touch with Spider Man to see whether Proto Ice Dice might be able to make a nice trip down to the frozen wastes of the South <laughs> to make ice in a cold place. Yeah, then your ice dice would last for the whole game. Well, absolutely. They could keep rolling them and they would never melt. Well, at least not until yes. they got back up to Australia when it gets so hot that they die immediately. They get very melty, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, so we're looking at that. We're also looking at what this uh, fundraising shenanigans for, for this year might be as well, because they've said, mm. well, certainly Commander Dog's Breath has said that he and one or two of the others may well be uh, uh, potentially interested in uh, doing some fundraising again using the trip. And, of course, we can help provide a little bit of entertainment for the crew by being silly on their Twitter feed quite a lot. <laughs> Um, but we loved following the science behind that as well. So I, I know we've got some banter and then a bit more banter, but I was just looking at how many people were in the green room thinking we've got to pad quickly. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have to ask Litho Breaker to do an awful lot of talking. I was going to say, is it one or is it less than one? Oh, the number's somewhere between between one and three inclusive. Ah, yeah. so two. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Um, okay, well, so do we want to, we've got, we've got a sketch and then Flossie, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You're, you're ready. So we've got a okay. sketch, and then I think I've got... Oh, no. Okay, now, you see, this is where it's all gone wrong. Because I haven't done a broadcast since we resurrected... Uh, since we resurrected Flossie's bit, have I? <laughs> so I'm just having, I'm having a quick hunt with well, Commander Palantir. Commander Palantir, are you having a quick hunt as well? Oh, you've got there it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we're ready to go, and uh, I've got a lane, so I have to say... Before the lovely Flossie fills us in, we have another insight into the life of our crew. And now, it's time for a quick peek behind the curtain. A series showing the lives of our radio crew when they're away from Studio 5. This time, it's Harry Balzac. Harry likes nothing better than to drop in unexpectedly, especially if there's a cup of tea on offer. And despite his legs not being as strong as they once were, will still attempt to dunk if it's for a good cause. Harry is a versatile performer and has frequently dropped everything at a moment's notice and been buck naked. Rumours that professional jealousy was the reason that Buck retired from regular broadcasting, have been denied. And the scuttlebutt is that the exact opposite is true. Any job simple enough to be done by a Balzac doesn't require someone as erudite, sophisticated, and indeed hairy as Buck. Harry really does enjoy cooking, but his tastes have become so refined 
that unfortunately it's meant that Harry has decided that even he isn't good enough to eat his food, which results in a lot of shouting from the general direction of the kitchen and an awful lot of washing up. S frame star pot initiative. Finished I believe, a little I, I believe I'm I believe we're not broadcasting. Oh. My apologies there. <clears throat> I put gaffer tape over Flossie. Oh no. Nice. I was I was I was all I was all set up to mash a button, then I didn't mash a button, then somebody else mashed a button, and then I didn't mash the button that I was supposed to mash. <clears throat> so huh, let's let's do this again. Uh, they'd like to think we're playing a prank prank. No, we we are back. We are back. <clears throat> that that was that was my fault. I'm very sorry. Apology officer. Apology officer, are you there? Yep, yep, I'm here now. I need we are apology. very, very sorry for the interruption to your programming this evening. Well, Flossie will now be... Flossie for me. I'm just about to... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I wasn't quick enough. And then you get hit in the head with a frying pan. That's so sad. Um, yeah, I'd like to apologise on behalf of Vantian to Flossie for his bungling incompetence. We're so, <laughs> so sorry. Seamless. Thank you. Okay. Oh, shall I just start again, or...? Uh, Go on, then. We had the music. We had the music once. Choose again. We found yeah. the music. Right, okay. Do whatever Hello. Flossie says. Flossie here with this week's CCCG's update, 24th of September, 3306. Last week's CGs finished extremely quickly. One, the Steel Castle Starport Initiative, just after 12 UTC on Saturday, with 15 million and 21 tons collected, so that all five stations will be converted. The second one for Kavanagh Space Frame Starport Initiative finished a little over 12 hours later, shortly after midnight UTC on Sunday morning, with 15 million 228 tons collected, so that all five of their stations will also be converted. The terrorist attacks final numbers. The fires are out and station repairs have been started. Texas Stew rescued almost 68,000 passengers. Over 20,000 more than Swervers in second place who rescued nearly 46,000. Funky Abigail and Millstone Barn in third and fourth both had over 40,000. Techie Mr B, LDSK and Noxie Vegas in fifth, sixth and seventh all had over 30,000. Chris Hankey, Thomas and Aidan and Syriac Ulrich all had over 20,000. The total passengers rescued were 735,155 by 130 commanders. Nice work, truckers. On to this week's uh, new community goal, the Harold Duval Memorial Ceremony. The Imperial Palace will host a memorial ceremony to honour Harold Duval, for which rare commodities have been requested before Thursday the 1st of October. Nagadandari Fire Opals, Esuseko Caviar, Levian Brandy and Kamitra Cigars should be delivered to Otterma Station in Nabal System, where the White Templars will transport them to capital after security vetting. Commanders of the Pilots Federation will be assigned an 
Akinar system permit alongside financial rewards. To further encourage participation, Gotamaria Corporation will apply a discount of up to 25% for all ship purchases according to the amount of rest items provided. That is 5% for each tier. The initiative begins on 24th of September 3306 and will run for one week. If final targets for a campaign are met earlier than planned, it will let immediately. To earn rewards, you must stand up, sign up as an active participant before delivering Nagandari fire opals, Esuseku caviar, Lavian brandy and Kamitra cigars to a terma station in the bar system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. It's really nice to see that that first pair of CGs wasn't just a flash uh, in the um, uh, pan. Now, before we move on, another message from Cecil's ship. I say, it's Cecil here. I think I've tuned in to the right radio station. Uh, is, is this Hatton? I'm Cecil. Cecil? You think that's funny, don't you? It's Cecil. Cecil, please, are you kidding me? Cecil. Cecil? Cecil. Nope, we're stopping right here. All right, I give up. Oh, no. It's not good. Self-destruct sequence initiated. <clears throat> Look, you're going to get me into awful trouble. Let's not make a habit of this, shall we? Right. Um, anyway, look, now it's time for Hutton's Sports Report. Hello, you join us here at the Hutton Astrodome for the roundup of this week's Finley Disguise Sports which, as always, is sponsored by the Hutton Helper. You're never alone with a Hutton Helper. Put one in your ship today. Although there were some exciting matches this week, it's the existing elite athletes that have won every match yet again here at the Dome. We're hoping for some new blood to come through and challenge these stalwarts so we can get some employment for the man who makes the nameplates on the screen scoreboards. This week's events were the... Longing for the Bubble Endurance tri Trial Trophy, the Akina 3 Weightlifting Competition, the William Bly Bounty Cup, the Street Fighter Tekken to Mortal Kombat Levels, All Comers Bare Knuckles Boxing Gala, and the Sack of Potatoes Transport Race, sponsored by Tuber and Tuber Eats. And the Longing for the Bubble Endurance Trial Trophy, it really was a bowl of Petunia's race without his rivals from last week, Shattermage and Hojo the Fool. He doubled his score of last week, and it really was an easy victory over Astro Snufkin. What we can say about the Akinar 3 weightlifting competition, what can we say about the Akinar weight, uh, 3 weightlifting competition? Not much, except that none of the competitors were Olympic class. However, Cassie Online did manage to beat C. Pot by a margin of about 10%. Sailing out in front in the William Bly Bounty Cup, Alex Zuno easily vanquished all rivals, leaving them in his low wake. Whilst this wasn't a record, it was nevertheless a respectable win. 
The Street Fighter Tekken to Mortal Kombat levels, all comers, bare knuckle boxing gala, was a bit of a damp squib, with all competitors seemingly exhausted, collapsing with cries of CG, CG, whatever that means. Attic 2 did have the highest score, but he, we wouldn't be awarding a trophy for that low score. You just have to be happy with the sticker that says, I took part. That has a nice smiley face until it peels off in his slight suit. The Sack of Potatoes Transport Race, sponsored by Tuber and Tuber Eats, continued to be lively, and some stellar performances were seen this week. For the second time running, Texas Stew led the pack all the way, narrowly beating Suavis. And there's a special mention for third place, Funky Abigail. And now for the classified results, make sure you mark off each result with the official Hutton Sports Bingo Pen. There's a special house prize for the first person to get five in a row, and black holes are wild. Bowl of Petunias, 87,000. Astro Snufkin, 48,000. Cassie Online, 63,000. C Pot, 56,000. Alex Zuno, 250 million. Everyone else, well, we won't embarrass them by telling you the score. Attic, 2, 18 million. Poltergeist, 13 million. And Alvin will be giving them a pep talk later. Texas Stew, 40,000. Suavis, 34,000. And Funky Abigail, 30,000. Well done, all three of you. Thurso Thistle, 3. Inveruri Local Works, 1. Gala Fairy Dean Rovers, 0. Strathbungo Spartans, 300. Hotbox 1. Mad Monks, Banana. For those playing the pools, there are no no score draws, one no no score draw, and one Banana. The good news is that the draw in which we keep the hunting decals won't, be, won't need to be opened this week, as all of the winners already have theirs. And that's all we have for this week's sport report. If you think you could beat those scores with one hand tied behind your back, if you'd like to force us to hand over your Hutton decal kit, which consists of a large plastic roll, sticky back plastic, some safety scissors, and also two empty washing up bottles for no good reason other than a recycling bin is full, then make sure you go to hot.forthemug.com and register or download the Hutton helper. Then go out there and be your fabulous self. Thank you very much, Apology Officer. Right, and uh, now we have uh, an advert. <clears throat> the Hutton Frogs got me. And, and we now have an advert from our sponsor, uh, followed by the ever-popular Galnet Food Digest. But first, the advert. Hey, Crusoe. Yes, number one. Go to Super Cruise on my mark. Standing by. Mark. Got it. Supercruise drag charging. Good. I am known as B310V1. I am also known as Crusoe. That's kind of stuck now. Long story. There is a video that will explain it better. At hcsvoicefacts.com. Aren't I fabulous? I mean, look, I'm so efficient. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. 
I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. This week, we're hunting greebles. More specifically, a rare baked greeble. A Bamford ring in 38 Virginis. If you look up greebles in the dictionary, you'll find two entries. The first comes from the 20th century film industry. A greeble, or nerny, is quite simply the term applied to the prominent detailing added to sets and props, particularly in science fiction, to make them look more complex and interesting. Those pipes and limps, the nobbles and bobbles, that you have no idea what their function is, but they look cool. The second is from the field of psychology. Griebel refers to an invented category of novel objects used as stimuli in psychological studies of object and face recognition. Or, to put it simply, blobs that look like faces. The library of Griebels used in this fashion is broken into two genders the pluck and the glip, and five different types. Samar, Osmit, Gali, Radak, and Tassio. In an infinite universe, even in a finite but exceedingly large Milky Way, and with the huge numbers of planets that exist, not to mention the near infinite number of monkeys out there, it is of little surprise when something appears that fits both descriptions, uncannily, accurately. 38 Virginis is home to the Greeble, tough little limpet-like creatures. Unlike the more recently named limpets that can be found in deep space, these are primarily found around one of the gas giants in the system 38 Virginis A2. Scanning the system, it looks much like many other gas giants you can find throughout space, but this one, the rings around it, and indeed the rest of the system, harbors this unique life form. Iron rich, the Griebel is born in the upper atmosphere of the gas giant. If you look at the description, you can see it's listed as having water-based life. In a hibernating closed state, they drift through the system, picked up by comets, spaceships, and the gravitational pull of other bodies. Like their seafaring namesake, they latch on to whatever they can find. Why are they called Griebels? Just want to look at a ship that has passed through the system, you can see why at first glance. They congregate in large numbers and their regular shape gives ship hulls their complexity that wouldn't look out of place in the latest holovid adventures of your favourite space hero. They tessellate, giving even the most smooth and sleek ship a complex outline. Lift one up and look underneath, and you'll see something that everyone agrees looks like a face. What's more, they do indeed have two genders, and yes, there are five varieties of them, each with their own distinct shape. If you prize one off a rock, or your ship, you can immediately see what drew hungry spacefarers to try them as food. The hard shell covers a soft interior, resembling an oyster or mussel from Earth. They wouldn't be included in the Galnet food directory as dangerous if they were, of course, edible, or at least without a happy accident. The insides of these creatures, iron-rich as they are, are toxic, 
chuck one and slurp it down with a mollusk morsel aphrodisiac as you would back on Sol, and you'll soon discover a world of stomach cramps, violent explosive digestive discomfort, hallucination, and death, as your body expels its insides in fluid form until you quite literally desiccate from the inside out. That would have been the end of it. Had one pilot, Jacaranda Jim, not tried this first, after an exploration journey into a number of other systems. Stranded on an Earth-like world after running out of fuel, and with little to eat that wasn't trying to eat him, he prized one off, baked it over his fire, and managed not to die. The rescue team that recovered him found his ship surrounded by the discarded shells of the Greebles that had latched onto his ship, and him, no worse for wear. He kept one specimen as a pet and called it Alan, mainly as it had a friendly face, but partly as he was lonely. Studying the organisms, they discovered what had happened. He'd visited a nearby ammonia world, and the combination of the pressure and the gas itself had rendered the greebles safe to eat. Having discarded the shell and all the dodgy-looking bits, it had provided him with an iron-rich food source that kept him free of... Uh, anemia while stranded. Yes, the ammonia pressure treatment from this visit had left the outside of a ship smelling a little bit like a gentleman's toilets at a sports club. But beggars can't be choosers, and he chose well. Chefs at Bamford Ring pay high prices for greebles that have been flown through high-pressure ammonia clouds and are experts at preparing them, baking them, and selling them as a delicacy. Incredibly slow growing, they build up their hard shells over hundreds of years, the largest ones being the size of a dinner plate and looking uncannily like an escape hatch on the side of your ship. I've got a plate of smaller ones here, maybe only 50 years old. Gaston the chef has donned his chainmail gloves and apron, shucked them for me, coated them in his secret blend of spices and baked them before arranging them back on their shells. The blend of spices is important to mask the strong smell of ammonia, but they are delicious. Each one is a flavor explosion that bursts in your mouth, a crispy exterior surrounding a soft and meaty bite-sized portion. For our second course, he's serving greeble sweetbreads. Uh, I made the mistake of asking which part of the creature is deep fried for these crispy bites. Apparently, greeble gonads are both delicious and nutritious but uh, I wish I hadn't asked. Raw? I'm not so sure. Try and chew one and it's unpleasantly squishy. Swallow one whole and I'm reminded of the last time I had a nasty cold. It's the baked greeble that has achieved rare status as a delicacy, and I, for one, can't quite get enough of them. The five varieties each have their own subtle, different flavor. If it was up to me, I'd have a rad at greeble every time. I've met with Jacaranda Jim, He's a deck chair attendant on the beluga liner Ibersplein. He still has Alan, and he agrees, though he did bizarrely ask me what I do with a cucumber, a gin-spitting pirate, and a piece of gristle. So, um, I'm not sure he survived the encounter entirely unscathed. This was Amelia Hawke for the Gullnet Food Digest. We eat deep-fried radock plock greeble gonad, so you don't have to. After that, I'm off to mask the smell from the kitchen with a Kamitra cigar. Thank you to the commander who sent me the box of them.
Thank you very much, Amelia. And it's nearly, nearly, nearly time to go to the green room. Uh, before we go to the green room, though, we, we may have uh, just one more of these, just while I get ready with the uh, the other buttons. I think somebody's got another button to push in a second, but let's... Uh, which which one have we been missing, everybody? There's, there's definitely one we've been missing. Have we done... Should we do the rude one, not the rude one? Rude. Rude every time. Oh, always the rude one. Yeah. As, as, we, as we go into the green room, and actually looking at the green room, we can probably drag the commanders in here. So um, if you want to drag the commanders in here and gaffer tape them, um, then we'll play this to them first. Um, but if you are going to be coming to join us in the green room, don't forget to do the setting. Now, does anybody remember what the setting is that they've got to change if they're coming into the green room and want to talk to us? Apology officer, you know this one. Uh, no, I don't. No. Oh, <laughs> they've uh, got to say, uh, they've got to say you know. there's a tools, options, playback, and turn off automatic voice volume leveling, or you'll get, you'll think we're shouting at you. So I'll tell you what, I'll play this while they push the button, and then at the end of this, we'll bring them in, and then we'll do the other thing. How about that? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a plan. Here we go. Um, for those of you that are easily offended, uh, please stop at your ears now, but as our listeners aren't, then it's just tough. I seem to have had a little bit of an incident. You fucking idiot. I'll have you know, I'm an expert. One of the best pilots in the galaxy, huh? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not listening to you anymore. Useless piece of shit. Right, and and we're ready. We're, we're ready for bringing the green room people in. They've, they've pushed the buttons. You go and grab them. Somebody quick, run over there and grab them. Have, have we got them yet? Hang on a second, there's that one. Uh, and we're going to grab this one here. Let's grab this one here. Come on, get in. There we go. I think I think we've grabbed everybody. Have we grabbed everybody? Should we grab Kin Rain Looks and Vila like back? Should we grab yeah. Kin Rain and Vila back? I can well? see Baker's here. Yeah. Uh, can, can they speak? Just check before we push any buttons. Hello, Lithobreaker. Take the gaffer tape off Lithobreaker, quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got your missions first. Mm-hmm. Hello? Oh, oh, Hello. We have moved you to the green room. <laughs> we've, we've stolen Vila yeah. and Because we were lonely. Good grief. Yes. Um, right, well, I tell you what, um, quick, test the brown noise generator. Test the brown noise generator. Um. What's, the, what's the brown noise generator? <laughs> ah. <laughs> there we go. It's working. That's not it. For those of us that can't tell the difference between That's brown not it. That's not it. <laughs> that was purple. I There's think. a link. Click on, click on the, the brown button. The big brown button. I don't know. <laughs> Oh dear, terrible. Anyway, um, welcome people from the green room and people who weren't in the green room and were just walking past, but we still managed to kidnap you. Oh, we've had somebody land in the landing pad who might want to come and join us. Does anybody know an Argon Argon Tanaeus? Oh, here we go. I know Argon Tanaeus. Here we go. We both both do. Yeah, we've kidnapped Argon Tanaeus as well to join us in the green room. So we've actually dragged the entire banter bus into the green room as well. Standard. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds all right to me. Uh, right, proper so, job. Proper job. So the usual, the usual format here is that we, um, we, we take turns, say hi to everybody. If you've got something to say, you tell us all about it. And if you've got nothing to say, you say for the mug. And if you run out of things to say, you say for the mug. Obviously, we want to know about what you've been doing in your spaceships. Um, and if you don't want to talk, just yell for the mug, and we'll we'll move along. Um, I'm going to apportion it. Uh, it we're going to go with. Um, we'll, we'll go, uh, me, then Flossie, then Amelia, then the apology officer, and then Palantir. And we'll try and get that order. And if I have to say, is it me now? It probably is. So it's the first always one, you when you yeah, say I'm, that. I'm going to say is, is good evening to Commander Ventura. 
Hello, Commander Ventura. Are you there? Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Uh, well, I, uh, actually, I'm not doing too bad. The space mumps haven't caught me yet, and the the Hutton frog hasn't caught my throat. But um, it's more about you. I mean, you've you've got a week off from presenting two weeks in a row, and you've got a week off from mashing the buttons. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it makes a difference. <laughs> well, it's all right. I needed to do, but yeah, yeah. We were supposed to. It was supposed to take turns, but uh, so it's likely to be you again next week. Oh yeah. Definitely, and um, and obviously you've also been doing week on week off on the Lave Radio Tech Lave as Radio. well. Yeah, yep. yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, do you want to give them a quick shout out? When can one hear Lave Radio's live broadcast? Uh, Lave Radio is Tuesdays at eight thirty game time at laveradio.com forward slash live, or you can also get Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Well, it's because they've got a bigger station, you see, to broadcast out of. They've got the extra transmitters. Um, but also you can listen to the podcast afterwards, which I think you do the editing for as well, yes. don't you? Yes. I do. Uh, well, I didn't do it this week, but I did it. Uh, I normally do it my, my time when I'm on. So. And as you do for us as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for the yes. editing you do for us. Obviously, no the, um, the, the YouTube version of this goes out warts and all, as they say. But the, um, the media.forthemug.com version is, is edited to make us look... Slightly more. What's the word, Amelia? There's a seamless. That's the one. So, Commander Ventura, have you been flying any spaceships recently? No. No. I haven't. I haven't touched Elite in months. No. Oh. I've been playing World of Warcraft in the Hutton Game Room. Um, Queen Splitter. Boost all my. No, I'm trying to get all my tunes before <laughs> the XP thing runs out, and try and get flying mod. So, yeah. No, that's what I've been doing. And then I've been doing stuff for the radio station and doing several work. Right. More work. And even more work. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, as we're now a million months into, a million years in, into lockdown, I know we asked you a while ago, last Green Room, did you have any lockdown tips? But having reviewed the situation for another four weeks, have you revised your, your list of, of lockdown tips? And do you have one for us? To only honest, I haven't been in lockdown. <laughs> so yours is lockdown. What lockdown? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been I've been working. Yeah, <laughs> I've been working. Well, so some, somebody's got to the, the 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 one man army that's keeping the economy going in the meantime. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. No, people have got people are are breaking 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 things. So breaking computers and iPads and everything else. So, yeah, having fun. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining anyway, us this evening, even though it's your week on. off. Yep. And I'm going to hand over yes. to the second person of this. I, did I say Flossie second? Flossie. You did, yes. Now, over to you, Flossie, to interview the Harry Balzac. Harry Balzac, yes. How's your week been? Been fine, thank you. No, I haven't been near the computer. Uh, I've been playing around trying to set up my stream deck so that one day when I'm get lumbered with having to, I mean, have the pleasure of doing the this job, then I'll be uh, running it. Other than that, I haven't done very much, so I'm just going to go uh, for the mug. Okay, thank you for the mug. Then I'm up talking to Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, I'm dying. <laughs> no, I'm all right actually. Hello. Hello. Did you have a good birthday? What did you do? I, I did. Well, it was it was it was a Monday, so um, my son went off to school, and the other half <laughs> went off to work, and then I um, thought about putting my feet up, but then I got dragged into doing some some work with our this evening sponsor. So I was I was actually working during the day doing complicated programming, but it, uh, it was fun. Complicated programming. But I had yeah. cake for breakfast. 
You can't go wrong with... You should have cake for breakfast every day. I had cake for breakfast today as well. If I have so much cake, I'm going to be eating cake for many, many breakfasts. <laughs> cake is a breakfast food. Yes. It's also lunch food, a dinner food, a tea food, yep. a supper food, and you can have it as snacks. Well, my, cake can be represented at any mealtime. My, my my other half um, is sort of deathly allergic to, to nuts and things, but very kindly bought me my favourite cake, which happens to be a coffee and walnut cake. I think it was possibly made with hut and coffee, but um, a coffee and walnut cake, which I sort of had to, well, I've got to get rid of this before she gets back. So um, <laughs> scoff, scoff, scoff. Um, but other than that, yes, I have been flying spaceships. Uh, nice. Accomp- accompanied by the lovely, uh, lovely Crusoe. Attempting, attempting to break Crusoe, which I've, I've not managed to do yet. So um, I have been doing that. Nothing useful for Hutton, but I have been crashing into planets. And I did go to a burning station very briefly, just to check. Did whether you they, yeah, well, your, your, your overheating uh, warnings and everything are working properly, which they are. Um, nice. And, and rescue somebody. And, yeah. So I, I did a little bit of that, maybe one rescue before it got shut off. Um, and how many was that? No, it was, it was just one. I went to no, I went well, just one one single individual person. Yeah, no, I was or? in the Speed Eagle, the the, the Spiegel that the I used. Spiegel. To, yeah, in the in the in the uh, ten in ten or whatever it was, we were we were trying to fix, and I was using a Speed Eagle to see how fast I could get one person out of the station. Right, and Which and worked. what time did you clock in at? Uh, I forgot to turn the Hutton helper on. <laughs> oh, just thinking, I couldn't see you. <laughs> no, so I, I didn't turn the Hutton helper on, unfortunately. So, oops. <laughs> Oh, and did you do the hut and run in 27 minutes as well? I just <laughs> forgot to put the hut and helper on that day. No, no, that that one I've legitimately, I'm, I'm still in about 14th or 13th place on a speed run on that one. I was going to say, yeah, it's but he, did, he did it in reverse. Yeah. But, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's sort of been an all right week. I, I seem to have come down with um, space mumps in the last 24 hours, so I'm off to see the quack tomorrow morning. But um, Every, Everything always sounds so much better when you add the word space in front of it. it, it you're telling me now, have you or have you not listened to the space team books? Not yet. I, I have not had the time. I'm but that, that is one of the underlying principles of the books is stick space in front of everything for one of the characters. And yeah, so you've come up with exactly the same idea independently. But yes, <laughs> space mumps, it's not a chair, it's a space chair. Which makes yeah. it better. Uh, this isn't radio, this is space radio. Which makes it better. Exactly. And if it was Bonoffi Pie, it would be space Bonoffi Pie. Which is the best kind of Bonoffi pie. Absolutely. He's um, not dead, he's space dead. <laughs> Do you know what? Which means he's very, very dead. Very, very dead. <laughs> well, unless he's named Dan, in which case he might not be dead. Mm. Um, but other than that, Amelia, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say um, for the mug. For the mug. Right, and I think it's me next, and I'm speaking to Commander Aiden. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Excellent. What have you been up to this week? Um, I've been rescuing a bunch of uh, ungrateful Imperials. They're always ungrateful. Do you notice as soon as they get on your ship, they're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up? Well, some of them were. I I rescued some non-Imperials and they were all hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I was going, "Um, guys, one, (laughs) I'll I'll go when when I want. And two... Um, you seem to forget that I pretty much outrank all of you, so yeah, but shut it. Can, <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's the fires that they're, they're a bit worried about the fires, aren't they? If 
I, I was flying a Federal Corvette that was well and truly heat resistant, so pff, whatevs. <laughs> what happened there? I heard so, the yeah. yeah, excellent. Um, other than that, I, you know, I'm now back in Hutton space, uh, doing the, you know, doing dog's work. Mm-hmm. Which system are you in? Uh, I've just jumped into LHS three eight eight five to yep. well a pick up my cutter and b stock up on some materials that I need for uh, a few missions for oh excellent for dog excellent just what we need <laughs> yeah and other than that well you know for the mug yep. really for the mug okay thank you Commander Aiden. It's me to talk to Amelia. Oh. Hello. 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 How are you? I don't ask me. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> what you been doing, girly? I have been mining a lot. I have been teaching people how to mine. I have been listening to my horrid neighbours make horrid noise. Uh, so I haven't been able to record anything for the Dalnet uh, Food Digest you, stuff. You do know, you do know that this business of the muggies and the uh, we can actually nominate people, and one of the categories is Miner of the Year. It isn't necessary for you to have spent three hundred and sixty-five days continuously doing it to get nominated. <laughs> you know that. I like mining. I'm not doing it to get nominated. I do it because I like it. Zen and the oh, art of worse. rock murder. You crack me up. Says the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was really surprised. <laughs> oh God, I was really surprised that King Kinrain thought he broke a record at sixty percent. Because I hardly ever mine anything below fifty percent, forty, fifty. We're, we're, I, just being, we're just being kind. Just shush, shush. He's listening. Right, being kind. Sorry. I am listening. Sorry, Baz. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if we're doing a record on that, I should really start recording this stuff. Just as it's as long as as long as he doesn't have to put those tight tight shorts back on again because that's a sight nobody needs. <laughs> I've got them on now. <laughs> I have got them on. But I I, I have Didn't been toying with. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, I have been toying with the idea of getting a, a carrier, a fleet carrier, but I just I need a reason to use one. If you know what I mean. Somebody, somebody, just store stuff. Put your spare ships in. Yeah, but that's the thing. I sell everything I store to get the monies. Because, you know, it's all about the monies. Mm, it's just a number. <laughs> Other than that, it's been yeah, pretty quiet. So I will just follow up with for the mug. Always for the mug. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Does, does that mean it's me? You know. <laughs> do, 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 you're just playing at it now. <laughs> Even I knew. Right, the the apology officer, it's my turn. Oh, hello. I've got the big lamp, I'm shining it in your face, and you're about yep. to be interrogated. Interrogated, yes. Um, yeah, I've had quite a busy week. I uh, started off doing the CGs last week, which was really good. I managed to contribute to both. Um, and then I did a bit of rescue from burning stations. Um, and then it all kicked off in Van Man and Star. So I've been over there sort of helping out with the elections. Um, and interestingly enough, I've been reading books who, which were also written by the same guy who writes the Space Team books. So I've been writing these, I've been reading these uh, crime thrillers, which are really oh, the, good. The ones under the pseudonym J.D. Kirk. The J.D. Kirk books, yes. 
and learning new and interesting swear words in the process. Not not Funk and Bamston and Shiznobs. Oh no 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 the bad Funk. In oh, other words, the bad, the bad one. <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> yes. The kind of thing that Eli Eli would say live on a Hutton Orbital Radio. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much that kind of thing. Right. So other than that, just yeah, just messing about. Been in work, um, but I'm working from home tomorrow Monday, so I'm quite happy about that. So yeah, apart from that, just a further mug from me. Well, thank you very much, the apology officer, and uh, over to you, Flossie. Okay, so uh, I get to ask um, Algon what sort of week you've had. Hello. I've had Hello. a pretty good week. I've been uh, shooting bad guys in Kokiri, as usual. And oh, yeah. I've been helping out at Van Manen's store. All right, good. Mostly yes, today together. mining for Van, Van Manen's. All right, yeah. So I do have the uh, the um, system pass thing, so I'll have to get over there myself, I think. <laughs> yeah, I did have to spend a bit of time getting that. I wasn't actually aware... Hutton had a permit locked system until this kicked off, so <laughs> yes, it's a bit of a scramble to get that. We we won't mention the fact that somebody else is in charge of the permit. Boo! Boo! <laughs> 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 by the way, anybody from the Pilots Federation listening, you know, we we are still campaigning to have the permit being ours. Thank you. Have we had that for <laughs> three years or four strange. years now? It's been a while. Four. It does seem a bit strange that. It's not the controlling faction that issues it, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem a bit strange. So, um, anything else? Or? No, I think that pretty much covers me, so I shall say for the mug. Thank you, for the mug. And over to Amelia. Baz, darling, <laughs> we must stop meeting like this. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well indeed. Cheers, Amelia. Very well indeed. Um, and I would just say tonight, Lindelman's um, bin 50, Amelia. I'm sure Sorry, you say again? Lindelman's bin 50. That's the Shiraz night. Shiraz night? Yes. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Ah. Never tried it. What is it like? It's all right. It's not too bad. Uh, is it... Um, come on, flavour profile, please. More. More info. Blackberries. Probably. Quite okay. blackberry. You but like the blackberry, a perfect, do you? It's a perfect accompaniment to collecting black boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> Blackberries, black boxes. Makes sense, I guess. That's but, um, actually not a bad comparison, considering he's drinking it from a pint tumbler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. Um, have you uh, tried Faustino yet? No. No, I uh, have not. Nice blackberry tones. Uh, is a Rioja though, uh, so a Spanish wine, a bit heavier. Um, very pleasant, especially, and it's numbered as well. So if you get the seven, it's cheap plonk. Uh, if you get the three, it's better. It's a bit like a Reserva. Um, if you get the number one, which is the best one, it comes in a special frosted bottle with gold filigree and everything. Wow. Costs a small fortune, but you're the you will love it. Everyone, it's just, everyone should try it. It's so good. <laughs> and if anybody wanted any proof as to why we chose Amelia to do the Galnet Food Digest, uh-huh. Amelia <laughs> actually knows what she's talking about when it comes to taste. I, I did like Amelia's post yesterday on Facebook of the, the Polish sausage. Oh, oh yes. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
his sausage looks suspiciously like a horse's willy. <laughs> well, the Polish definitely know how to kill Bassa. <laughs> that was funny. But um, I... How many um, horses' willies do you stare at? Oh, loads. I live in the countryside of me here. Right in the middle of nowhere. I see horses' willies all the time. Do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you don't live out it, here and not see a horses' willie. Oh, in, all fair, in, in all fairness, there was smoked chicken there as well. All uh, right, okay. But other than that, I got blown up in my federal corvette on Saturday evening by federal agents at Hazres. Which I was amazed at. How much was the rebuy? Uh, Thirty-seven million. <sighs> Ouch! So good. Just so good. I wasn't. I, w- I wasn't bothered by the rebuy. It was the fact that I was at a Hazres and federal agents blew me up. The, the whole point of hunting in a fa- Hazres is that they shouldn't be there. So. So why did you die? <laughs> because they. I think they shot out my thrusters and my frameshift drive so i just it's couldn't because go the pilots are loyal to hudson and hudson doesn't like us anymore after we said bad things about him on twitter well i did die um but i came back like lazarus i rose from the grave and i've been killing people and collecting black boxes and diplomatic bags ever since i'm a bloody master of an edge breaker then but i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> other than that um, and with monks I've done little else I think other than work on one special day for special effect that's it and how's that coming along it's brilliantly mad Amelia <laughs> it's brilliantly mad um, it's almost a 24-7 job in it but for the next two weeks, I'm, I'm just getting messages from colleagues, emails from America, Finland, Sweden, um, and it's just fantastic. And I did discover um, another game. I realised there was another game of an elite, uh, which is a game called Gang Beasts. Ah, uh, um, yes, I know this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I saw that being played. This. If you've never played Gang Beasts, just play it. It's brilliant. It's just it's like controlling a drunk jelly baby. Yeah. Exactly. Where everybody who's been to ECM has been has been beaten up by um, Commander Arthramis, also known as Paige, who is the... the he is a master. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the violence that comes out of Paige when that game comes on screen is, is quite a thing to behold. That's the, one, that's the one where you throw people into spikes and all this kind of thing, don't you? Yeah. Spikes into meat grinders. Like, oh, the I meat grinders, yeah. throw a couple of people into meat grinders the other week. And meat grinders with spikes. Yeah. See, I got yeah. introduced to that game during VECM, um, and uh, Dave introduced me to it, and I was in tears of laughter through the whole ordeal. <laughs> I had to turn off my mic because I was choking with laughter. It's just mad. Um, and the people that make it are just so lovely. Um I managed to arrange a gang beast showdown between Paige and um, the Bone Loaf who make the game. And they were, they were fine. I mean, it was supposed to be a two-hour session, and they went three hours. They were, <laughs> we just enjoyed playing the game. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, b- before we get too far off topic, I just want to say to our listener, 
who is listening right now, one special day, 2nd of October, buy, play, donate, go to the special effect website to know more. Oh, thank you, Amelia. <laughs> and, and while you're on about special... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Talking special effects, I was looking on my uh, Facebook uh, World of Warcraft page the other day, uh-huh. and somebody on there uh, was asking if anyone used uh, voice for playing Warcraft, and they actually quoted uh, special effects. Ah. And uh, so I'd sort of pipe up, you know, yes, <laughs> I know all about more the rest of it, you know. So, yeah, I thought... Of, uh, you might like to know that, that somebody mentioned special effects in the World of Warcraft group. Wow, that was lossy. Nice That's one. awesome. <laughs> right, but apart from that, Amelia, um, apart from working and getting blown up and collecting black boxes, that's pretty much my week. So I shall say, for the mug. For the mug. Okay, I think it's me next. And I have got Flossie. Flossie, how, how are you doing? How has your week been? Uh, it's been not too bad, thank you. Yes. Um, new, new set of CGs out? Yes, yeah. I did last week's um, CGs. Took, uh, got to um, top 25% in both of them, so... No, I, I, only, no, I, only, no, I only did one of them. Yeah, Robbie did the other one, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the payout was good in this, wasn't it? It was, it was quite good. Yeah. Um, then I did... After I'd done those, I did went back to the burning stations again. Yeah, I've been trying to do a, a thousand passengers a day, mm. and then I, then I got on to Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> what ship? So, what ship were you using for the stations? I was using um, Anaconda. Ah, right. Okay. See, I looked at the Anaconda because that's the one you can get yeah. most people in, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I was in solo because I didn't want to be queuing up the. La- the single large pad all the time. Yeah. So I thought, well, I can still talk to people. I can still see the quad- squad chat. I can still see the system chat. It's Absolutely. just like being one of the other things, except yeah. um, I'm, I don't have to fight for the pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to get a thousand a day through, you really, you really need the space, don't you? <laughs> I could do about 100, and, I think it's 194 for each yeah. trip. If I, I th- timed it right with all the numbers. I think the Anaconda's the best one for doing it out of all the ships, so you can get the most in, but yeah, it's getting, to look getting it through the slaughters. Uh, well, it's uh, it's easier than the T9, which I started in. <laughs> I did start it off with that, because I thought that I, would have the most. Yeah, and then I found no, it doesn't. I had more. So. No, because the, the cabin's only got up to size six. Yeah, so I switched to the Anaconda and... Uh, Unfortunately, on one of the trips, I forgot the Hutton Helper, so I missed out on 194 passengers. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, would have prob- up, I would have ended up at number 15 and not 16. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably all clones anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite a most out of time I've had in the late for a while, so. <laughs> oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been really interesting couple of weeks, hasn't it? We're trying trying to keep uh, on top of everything, you know, the burning <laughs> stations, the CGs, and then yeah, it's been what about a year for CGs? Yeah, it has. It was the end of last year, the last one in yeah. December. So okay. it's nice so, having back again. Yeah, dust off um, the old skills and get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about it then. I think is that you? Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. The freezer so, uh, pays. 
<laughs> for the mug. <laughs> for the mug. <laughs> right then, it's me with Lithobreaker. Jimbo Boy, how you been doing? Hello. Yeah, not so bad. I've been missing all the fun, I think. I've been on holiday for the past week up in the wilds of the Lake District. With, <gasps> um, with internet connectivity that was uh, somewhere between non-existent and worse than that. So... I've just about managed to keep up with the fact that there's been exciting things going on in game and been staring at it from a distance. So yeah, back home today and I'll be back online tomorrow and uh, still have man and still need help with things. So I'll scoot over there and see if I can do some missions. Okay. Is that your lot, mate? Are you, are you done? Pretty much, yeah. I'm done. For the mug. <laughs> yeah, not a lot happened here. Mm. I think the litho break is missing having a theme to guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll bring something back sooner or later. Or maybe just do a special radio-only show sometimes, and then we can play the music. But um, so it, I, it's my turn. I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to say it's my turn. And uh, our tail gunner for the evening appears to be Commander Valoran. Good evening. And how are uh, you this evening? How has your well your month been since I think we last spoke to you? <laughs> yeah, no, the month's been okay. Um, work has gone crazy. I. I'm in a secondary school. I'm a DT technician, and there are no classes doing DT, so they've given me lots of other jobs to do, and I'm running around like an idiot all day long. Uh, just what provide, providing sort of cover on other lessons because they need to split no, classes I'm, up, I'm, or you've been using no, the DT skills? Uh, I, only barely. I've been hanging up new notice boards for different classrooms where the uh, the year groups are all bubbling together now. So whereas before, uh, the students would move from room to room depending on which. Uh, subject they were going to learn uh now they tend to all stay in one room and the teachers go there different teachers go into the rooms, so i need to make sure they've got all the right resources oh, for i'm the room, fami so familiar that. with that one from uh, my own lad being at uh, at school it's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all a bit different but it's you know well done to all the teachers for uh, yeah. keeping everything going and, and keeping all of us uh, parents sane having been stuck with our kids for months you lot yes got yeah see i was i was stuck with my kids now i've gone to get stuck with a thousand more and come home to my own so yeah, <laughs> oh, well. I I escape into elite every night. Well, hopefully a, a change is as good as a rest <laughs> or whatever, whatever they say. It will be hopefully when we get it. The um our department took over the uh the the, the putting up of all the notice boards all the way around the school, and the girl that does it on the second day back from the term broke her foot, so I've inherited all of her work as well. <laughs> well, I, I suppose it's it's uh, it's good to be busy. Um, but in terms, have you been helping out in Van Man and Star, or uh, are I you have with, indeed. Yeah. Yep, I uh, I am there. Well, I'm running missions for them at the moment. Uh, other than that, I've just been helping uh, Baz and Argon to rid the bubble of the Cookery Purple family because they need to go. Well, uh, the other one is if if you're looking around Hutton Space, we do know there are a couple of beacons in Hutton Space that refer to community members and and things on planets you can find if you follow their instructions as well. So while you're back in Hutton Space with the banter bus, have a or keep an eye out for a few Hutton special treats that are around the systems. I think there might be one in Wolf Three Five Nine. There's a few beacons here and there that point at things that you ah, might want okay. to investigate as a as a banter bus crew. Definitely. Yeah, I'll look for those. I'm not so sure there isn't also Bucks Crash Type 9 somewhere as well, or at least a hint where it is. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, but uh, no, it, it's, uh, it sounds like the banter bus, uh, well, you, you guys in the hit, was it the hit, the Hill Harp Sea Blues? Yes, indeed. Um, sound yeah. like you're having fun. And of course, you're always recruiting new people to come and join you if people want to join in of an evening as well. Yeah, no, it's great. We, um, we do get a few sort of semi-regulars drop in and out as well, which is nice. 
uh, always nice to catch up and hear what they've been doing themselves. So, yeah. Oh, well, well, really good to hear from you. And we'll probably speak to you again in approximately a month's time. <laughs> approximately a month's time. Yeah. Be if great. we don't catch you here on TeamSpeak uh, separately from that. Um, right. Well, that's the last person in the green room who came through to the on air room. Um, so, crew, it's another week gone. So, next week, next Thursday, are we all up for being in the same place, the same time, the same kind of broadcast? We're not allowed Yay. out, are we? Yeah. Always. <clears throat> we'll be here. Yeah. It will be Commander Ventura on the decks next week, though you will have the rest of us here as usual, possibly with or without some of the other voices you know and love as well. Um, we, I think we've got one more of the Cecil things. Oh, just for the people who came into the green room, obviously, yes, we were given a special treat by the guys at HCS with all the rude words from the outtakes and bits and bobs from the recordings with Cecil. Um, so we've had Leo, we've had Vasco, we've had Eli... I think we've had Orion, but there's one more mm -hmm. we've got here oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Midnight. Mi oh, midnight. yeah, mid midnight. So oh. Before we go, we've, we've got the, the special outtake from Cecil and Midnight, and um, then we will um, say goodbye and play the closing tune, and we will catch you next week. Obviously, Commander Ventura and I are going to be busy doing the uploads on the podcasts and the YouTube channels. Um, the YouTube channel... Well, you can just find it. Just just go find YouTube and type in Hutton Orbital Radio and you'll find us. But we'll put links up there as well and, and give that a follow. Um, so if you do want to hear any of it again or you missed it or you want to go back to previous ep episodes, Litho Breaker, that you missed for the last week because you were on holiday, then you can go back to that. Uh, if not, if you want to download it for, for podcast in your car on long journeys, you can go to media.forthemug.com. So before we do anything else, let's just listen to uh, Cecil and Midnight. Are you all right? You don't sound all right. Heavy night, was it? Shameful behavior. <laughs> Where was my invite? I think I'm going to be sick. Cecil, you're an embarrassment to the human race. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's got the measure of Cecil there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's accurate. It's just harsh. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is harsh, but, um, but fair. We could say. Yeah. Hello. Hello, love. Do you come here often? Every one and a half hours or so. Could I buy you a drink? Ooh, exciting. So you're a Hutton trucker, are you? That I am, my love. A Centauri Mega Gin Sling, please, bartender. Make that two, please, bartender. <laughs> Centauri Megagin, guaranteed to erase your memory when you've just pulled a large load. And on that note, we're just going to say, for the mug. For the mug! For the mug! For the mug! Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Journey too long, cargo too small Profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere 
Loading all the tea to the brim with the rest for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, everybody's seen a trucker song. Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Skibble likes to pile it on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know, leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody else For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the Chucker song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the Chucker song. Give me a large pad that I can land on And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song No point twenty-two light years to go Cruising to Journey too long No cargo too small The profit mind just never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud, like you don't even care. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the Chucker song For the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chucker song